Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewitt. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, Nat. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? My tummy hurts. Yeah. The gluten. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a number of things. Gluten, dairy. I think I saw <sighs> like an Instagram story of you pounding some dairy yesterday. Was that dairy? Huh. Did I see? No. Maybe it wasn't. Wasn't there like a cookie with a brownie inside? Yeah. I thought I saw oh, something yeah. else covered with cheese. I was just like looking oh, at yeah. the food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I ate it all. Yeah. Okay. It could be, it could be any number. And the, the cheese dip, like mm-hmm. I dipped like pita into it. So, oh yeah. It's like double whammy. Okay. Things that potentially irritate stomachs. And I had like two coffees yesterday. Okay. So here you go. Yeah. You're yeah. dealing with a party. <sighs> my poor little, my poor little worm. Mm. So today we're going to talk about hot yoga and detoxification. I think we'll probably, we'll talk about detoxification. I want to kind of talk about, yeah, because there's so much talk about, talk about hot yoga and detoxifying your body. And I think there's far more questions. I mean, I have way more questions than I do answers on that topic. So it'll be a good discussion to kind of pull from whatever resources we've tried to to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think hot yoga would help tummy issues? Well, (laughs) I'm trying to think like what is happening in hot yoga. Your body is being heated. You're increasing circulation. So some people, I think your body definitely reacts like tummy issues. Like what do you want to have done? Do you need to go to the bathroom or is it like a reduction of inflammation that you're yeah, I, well, for me, right now it just hurts. Okay, <laughs> which I I don't I have no idea what it's caused from. Like like we said, it could be a number of things. But yeah, I think um, yeah, just depending because the heat could definitely increase inflammation, increase blood flow um, temporarily, which might be good for a long term thing like um, IBS. Um, in the long run, might be good. Whereas mm-hmm. in the short run, you just sort of have to like play with day-to-day whether it's um well enough to venture into a hot room but yeah i don't know if there's any um any research being done into heat therapies for um digestive issues but i would yeah i would love that (laughs) right now (laughs) right now guys right now (laughs) when you were hanging out in the bath that might be just like your best your best bet also, yeah, actually, and yeah, that feels really good. It might be, I don't know if it's the heat or if it's like in a bathtub with the, the hot water mm-hmm. or if it's like the pressure, like it's a, a mm. you know, like with water around you, it's like a little push, right? Against your belly. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels good is all I know. <laughs> yeah. Water is a better conductor than air um, yes. with respect to heat anyway. So you're probably just good staying at home in your bath. Yes, with the the toilet really close by. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, what's up with the thing with like, you know, some teachers are like, oh, you're not supposed to leave the hot yoga room. What's your take on that? 
Well, they just want you to get to the end where you have that endorphin release from all the work that you've done. And then you get the good feel, the good feel feels, right? If you leave, you might be like, fuck it, I'm not going back in there. (laughs) And then you don't get the good feels. You're left with, you're left with just like, this was a stressful situation. Those are usually in those, those hot classes that are, um, I think like Bikram's like 40 degrees Celsius, which is at like 105 Fahrenheit, Mm. I want to say. I think I looked at that. Mm. Those are pretty, that's a pretty intense heat. Like that's potentially, I don't know, like, I don't know what's necessary, what's not necessary. Like that doesn't really feel great in my body. A certain amount of warmth will get me sweating. Mm -hmm. Some people sweat in a non-heated room, like a 24 degree room. Um, but yeah, well, like see, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think, I, I think they're just trying to get you to stay in there. So yeah, you get the good feels at the end and you don't give up and then you're like, oh yeah, it was, I made it. I didn't die. Like all those things. And then you can do it again. But if you quit, then you have the memory of quitting and then you think right. you can't get through. Um, yeah. Or, or quitting just becomes more like something that's okay to do. Um, and so you, you're more liable to do it more often. Yeah. So I, I get why they say it. I don't think I'd personally say it. I don't teach right now any hot classes that are above I think 32 degrees is my warmest and mm-hmm. um, I'm always just like lay down if you don't if you're not into it <laughs> got low blood blood mm-hmm. pressure like I do like friggin lay down so what about so I've heard some hot yoga teachers say this that you don't want to leave the room because you've generated so much heat and you usually want to leave when you're so overheated that you want to just be cool right mm-hmm. um, so they say oh you've generated so much heat if you actually go out into a, a cold room um, it'll shock your body and you might get sick like not I don't know if you're going to get like the flu sick or like just a, a shock um, of blood flow rushing back into your your central body from the extremities from the the skin that, I don't really buy no that I don't buy personally. that at all. like that sounds like one of those things that people say in teacher training and it just gets said yeah you yeah, have like that's an what en- I think too entire um therapeutic regime that's focused around going from hot to cold yeah exactly like, like you're the, like kind of hydro um, hydrotherapy yeah um, yeah exactly things that you do and i th- i well i haven't researched the science on that but f- from my general knowledge that most of us have like that's good for you and no one has any problems with it. I think you'd be cautious the same way you go into a hot room if you're going hot cold. If you are someone with blood pressure issues in general, you there's like contraindications for the hot rooms, cold rooms, mm-hmm. period. I don't think you can say that they're bad or good. But I think those practices are generally well accepted and there's studies on them for mm-hmm. you're not like shocking your system. Like what does that even mean? Okay. Yeah. Like getting yeah. getting a cold. I mean, you can just be. I don't think your immune system is going to respond that quickly to stepping outside and be like, oh, I'm shutting down. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. It's cold here. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't really buy that. Yeah. No, I, do, I don't either. I was just wondering what your, your take was. Yeah. But that's good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. So do you, from what you know, can we detoxify the body through hot yoga? Um. Let's talk about what do, what we mean by detoxification first, because mm-hmm. I think 
maybe there's confusion just around that. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I can, I can go on that one. <laughs> yeah, go for I it. I found actually a really good website. I don't think I put it in our notes that talks about the three phases of liver detoxification so generally when you're talking about detoxification it's the removal from removal of toxins from your body um in these toxins i think once they get in your body they're technically like if you're looking to scientific papers they call them toxicants i'll probably say both Mm -hmm. words just because like we usually hear the word toxin i'm Mm -hmm. i'm not like a phd in detoxification so if i say toxin i mean toxicants if i say toxicant you know i mean toxin (laughs) yeah but i gotcha yeah i'll use them interchangeably um but the so what we're detoxifying generally like excess heavy metals that get into the soils or the products that we use um a lot of manufactured chemicals that are added synthetics that are added to our everyday life like all the products that we touch i'm looking at my desk right now like the plastics um (laughs) this like oak veneer on my desk that's definitely it's not wood at all i was peeved about that when i bought it but anyways um (laughs) like the crap that it's added to your toothpaste and your deodorant like any of your personal healthcare products that have um, preservatives or binding agents or the air you breathe with cars going around outside all the time unless you live in the middle of nowhere which is super sweet everything anything you else you can think of those are like the major mm-hmm. things, the pesticides in our food. Like, yeah, anything coming from your food, anything coming from anything you put on your body, the air, and it's around you probably more than you think. I think there's like yeah. over 700. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's like, they found, they've found up to 700 different chemicals in the body. There's oh, like, I, I don't yeah. know, but I would. That's like, a vague statement. That. Take that, take that one with a grain of salt. <laughs> I can't even remember where I heard that. So, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, I think the the other things are like um, to think of also waste products like you you naturally create and excrete waste products through your sweat as well as your urine, um, through your ears, through your nose. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that your body just naturally will get rid of. Um, And I don't know if you want to call those. I don't I don't know if it's scientifically called toxicant or if it's a toxin, Um, but those built up in your body are also not good. Like you don't want to build up carbon dioxide in your body Mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. Right. Like you don't want to build up urine in your body. That's a, a waste product that we should be getting rid of um and i think uh uric acid is one thing that's in very very small quantities also found in sweat mm-hmm. um as well as other other things in sweat that are just like natural um for you to get rid of um there's one more environmental um sort of toxin that i i don't really I, i've started to like do some research into um electromagnetic radiation mm-hmm. uh so I know that it does have an impact on our electrical fields, whether or not we can detox from that in any way other than just eliminating it from our lives. Um, I, I don't know, <laughs> but it, it would be interesting to to do some research into that because there are some like lingering effects like they tell you don't put your cell phone by your head right and now with like higher and higher speeds of internet and data coming through the phones those waves are just getting more intensified and you're getting more radiation through the skull if you do put your cell phone by your head um, or wherever it is close to your body Um, so it's just something to think about that that's also another source that we just don't know yet yeah no that's good um you touched on a really good point with 
your body kind of creates its own toxins or toxicants. Now I'm going to say that every time toxin toxicant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah as, as you like metabolize different things or different metabolic processes, there are byproducts of that, um, which are not healthy for the body. They either need to be processed and transformed into something else or excreted. Um, so I guess the question that I have with this is, well, as you, as I've, we've both have been like doing some research on this, most of the information out there, you either have websites that are like hard, no sweating. Um, so when you're talking about hot yoga, you're generally talking about the sweating aspect of how that is allowing you to detoxify and mm-hmm. saying sweating does not really give you a lot of detoxification. It's pretty minor. And I'll talk about some numbers in a minute. Um, and then what's really happening in your body to detoxify is your liver and your kidneys are responsible for that process. So mm-hmm. that is how you detoxify. So, but there's so much, I think like we definitely have more work to do here. I mean, people have written books on this and I like just found one right before we started talking. So yeah. we'll definitely come back to the subject a few more times, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, so what... Is it the sweat? Is it because you go to a hot yoga class and you sweat a whole ton um, and you feel better after you think you're detoxifying? Or is that something else that's beneficial to you? Like, does the sweating doing something else? Or is it just the heat and the circulation in general that is beneficial for he- healing? Mm, well, then the other question is also, is it maybe the yoga without the heat that's beneficial for um so we say the the liver, the kidneys um, are our major detoxification organs. Can we in some way stimulate those with increased blood flow with postural changes in gravity to, you know, better their function? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole, that's definitely like a whole area I didn't tap into. And I have a huge amount of questions around that as well. Yeah. yeah me too. Like the whole I, like twisting thing. Yeah. Backbending, yeah. yeah. I think I don't. I don't know if we'll ever know until someone does a very generous research grant into seeing how bo- bodies actually uh, work under the the stresses of yoga. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, if anyone out there, if you guys have um, some good resources, books, or preferably books or scientific journals, like not a blog post, a blog post, if it has links to those references, I'll have a look at, like we'll both look at those. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've done any studying yourself with respect to either the heat aspect in detoxification or the movement and the, the postural aspects of yoga and, and how that is maybe affecting your organs and the processes of detoxification like send us an email um we'll link to our little contact page or shoot us some links or whatever if you have more questions on this that you want us to <laughs> ramble about gladly just yeah. <laughs> toss, yeah toss those in as well and just um, like quickly back to the whole like yoga poses for internal organs i think we've talked about it in another podcast about like the very traditional um 
wisdom from like the Hatha Yoga Pradipika or like Iyengar's Light on Yoga, um, they all speak to the organs. So it's not to say that there isn't some literature out there about them, but there's like they don't go into mechanisms of action. You know, they don't say that, oh, this does this because of this. It's I, I know this because of this. You know, it's just it's just that. That sort of like um, almost like biblical way of saying this does this, you know, Sarvangasana heals your livers and heals your diabetes. Done. Yeah. End of day. Like, I don't know why. It's just we take your word for it, Iyengar. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I know he did work with, um, I believe he worked with a physician or at least an expert of some sort on anatomy while Mm. he was going through that stuff. But I mean, when was that written? That was written a long time ago. And the amount of stuff we know about the body is somewhat limited. I mean, of course, you have Ayurveda, which was about like created 6,000 years ago. And there's a lot of sound evidence for what they did with the body and detoxification and illness in general without having science then. Um, But I'm not sure if you can just have one person that knows about the body being like oh yeah that pose actually what you're doing is you're kind of compressing the liver and that must do this that must detoxify yeah yeah also the liver is like right under your ribs like when we did our yeah um cadaver it's like right back there it's like i mean i just i'm trying to twist and like i don't really know how much you can if you're gonna if you think squishing it is gonna do the trick i don't really know if that's (laughs) that's happening it's not it like you people talk about it like it acts like a filter so they think filter sponge um and it is kind of like that but i'm not so sure if that's the mecha- the appropriate mechanism uh, i'm pretty sure it isn't yeah i i have no idea this is like beyond my scope now but yeah, yeah. um uh, there there will be yeah. some people out there that have more information on this definitely <laughs> Yeah, like, um, I think if you, like, increase blood flow, like, just regular old, like, cardiovascular exercise throughout the body, there's probably mm-hmm. a benefit just because your blood is flowing faster and the liver fl- filters blood, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's probably something to do with that. But, um, yeah, whether or not a specific pose can, like, if you just practice just that pose every single day, nothing else, whether that would do the same effect, I, I, I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So in in general, there was, um, yeah, in general, the liver is responsible for detoxification as well as the kidneys for making you pee and getting it out of your body, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, you can actually break it down into what's called like phase one, phase two, and phase three detoxification. And I don't think I'll bother talking about it. Let me just look quickly on this little <laughs> website that I have. Maybe I'll, uh, yeah, I don't know talks about phase one is bioactivation phase two is conjugation phase three is transport um in general what the liver does also is it makes uh the toxins that are fat soluble so most of the toxins that we get into our body not all of them most of them they like to go into our fat cells they like to hang out there Uh, so you need to get them out of your fat into the blood and out of your body so the liver helps make them water soluble essentially and then you can excrete them so that's like the main the main function there for getting the toxins out so is it just by doing hot yoga sweating a lot the increase the increased heat is going to create a higher caloric burn 
you're going to mm-hmm. yeah potentially burn more fat than in a cooler class maybe you're just losing a shitload of water maybe both yeah um so yeah like i think the argument there is that like your toxins aren't just hanging out in your body floating around they're in your mm-hmm. blood and then your fat mostly in your fat tissue so you need to have something to get them out into the blood through the liver and then out of your body via poop and pee mostly (laughs) (laughs) mostly but yeah and then a little bit of sweat like there is this study scrolly scroll scroll down here where did i write about that oh yeah so we'll link to this one um it's not a scientific journal but there is a blog that i think quoted a scientific journal yeah so the amount Uh, in sweat is 0.02 percent of what you ingest every day on a typical diet so the amount of toxins in sweat Um, if you really push your exercise regime excuse me you might release up to 0.04 percent so 0.04 percent of your average daily intake of pollutants Mm -hmm. if you're a person that like is really conscious of eating organically and reducing your toxic load maybe that number is higher like that's obviously average to the average person yeah um but you're you're fighting a big fight there like you're maybe maybe if you're like excellent at having a low toxic lifestyle you're getting up to one two percent of the load that you take in well i think it also depends on just what your sweat is composed of so certain people are very salty sweaters like i am and and certain people are not so i actually like after a hot yoga class i i i used to reach for like a bag of chips but then nat has taught me the error of my ways thank you bueno not bueno (laughs) (laughs) so i'll I'll just try to like replenish that salt in a a different way because i know if i don't if i don't have salt i feel terrible um Mm. i I just have no energy and i used to think oh maybe it's my iron and and maybe that was like a component of it but um as soon as i upped a little bit more salt in the food soy sauce on rice um, or tamari on rice whatever it is um it, it really helps a ton for me but I, and i think that's um it's like a individual variant so it just depends on who you are and how you sweat um that will determine how much like what what is actually in your sweat so i, I would take these like 0.2 uh, 0.02 and 0.04 percent as sort of like a they're like a ballpark figures, right? Like, oh, the, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. these yeah. should be ranges, but um, yeah, I don't think he gives ranges. Mm-hmm. But it's generally low compared to your intake. So you're, if you're yes. going around thinking like I'm going to sweat hard every day and I'm that's my method of detoxification, you're you're just never going to catch up. You're never going to get to one, sweating out 100 percent of what you bring in. It seems oh, of like, course. yeah, yeah, not the best method. The mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if this is the same da, 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 different study here. Okay, we'll put a couple. We'll put a bunch of links to what we talk about today. Another link. I can't remember if these are linked or not. Anyways, um, it's showed that the what they um were testing in the sweat were heavy metals and bisphenol A, mm, that's which is a, that. Yeah, it's in the I'm trying um, to think plastics yeah like, in the plastic uh, yeah like bottles which is the why hard, you shouldn't uh, yeah hard you shouldn't drink bottles. water that came from a water bottle that sat in a car um mm-hmm. for the reason of bisphenol a sort of leeches out of that plastic yeah. yeah hopefully you can just get rid of those bottles period i'm so like neurotic now <laughs> i like will what not drink i won't drink out of a hard plastic bottle or a plastic bottle oh uh, really like like i'll like, 
I'll buy a bottle of water in like dire need yes, situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think like, it, like dehydration versus a plastic bottle of water. Like I would choose yeah. a plastic bottle of water if I'm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like something I regularly do. Like I'm not buying no. bottled water. I have a water filter at home and I wouldn't. Yeah. What if when I go to buy like a new water bottle, I look for stainless or even if it's hard plastic, I have a hard time, even though I know most of them now are without the bismuth. Mm-hmm. But Speaking so those, of which, um, yeah, go so ahead. those those nice new like swallow bottles and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So did you know they make brushes for them? Because they're so hard oh. to clean, right? I was wondering because I didn't want to buy one because, I mean, my hands are small, but... <laughs> Yeah, they are so hard to, like, if you ever put tea in it, it's like, you always sort of taste tea in your water afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, yeah, get one, but I'll send you a link to the the brushes, but yeah, yeah, they're... Maybe we'll just link link to those bottles and the brushes. We have like no affiliation. We're not that cool, but (laughs) those are nice bottles. There's a lot of nice bottles you can get. You should have a way to clean them. So yes, that's kind of key. Like actually, the (laughs) amount of bottles that I've thrown out because I've put a smoothie. Oh my god, I remember putting a smoothie in my water bottle. Oh nasty taking it to work and then my bike broke or something so I didn't use my bike bag and if for whatever reason I didn't drink my smoothie that morning which is really rare um or maybe it was like my second one of the day which is a thing um and then it just sat there and I remember looking at it and not even wanting to open it It was just like this is a bomb of disgustingness (laughs) like throwing the whole thing out being so sad oh my gosh that happens I'm sure other people yeah that shit happens Um, and they do make they make like wider mouth bottles so that they are easier to clean but yes it it is also something Mm -hmm. i like calculate whenever i do a purchase like shit how easy is this to clean fuck yes absolutely yeah yeah yeah. i look at the size of my hand because the wider mouth ones i'm like can i jam my mini hand in there you can never get the bottom really and like dishwasher safe is really nice if they're dishwasher safe yes it is nice yeah yeah. Okay, let's go back to toxins because we we yeah. segued really real far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the whole thing about them being fat soluble. So mm-hmm. the job for your liver then is to make it water soluble, so you can get rid of it. Um, so ultimately, are we able to detox on a significant level with regular hot yoga practice? Um, I think with the information that we have right now, I would say no. Mm-hmm. Send me more information, people, if you have it. <laughs> is um, there, yeah. is there, like, I would branch the question off of that then to be like, is there a health and or physiological benefit to yoga, period? Maybe that word detoxification just needs to be removed. Mm. Because it's I think... It's so nice, though. Oh, like I, I, I go to infrared saunas Uh because I have been, I don't know, told by podcasts and I can't even reference (laughs) what they told me now, but well, there, there is a lot of information that saunas or maybe I'll say there's a lot of history that saunas are beneficial for your health health. And they do the, say the word detoxification in there, but they're, they don't depend on that as being the main mechanism of increased health. So they talk about, so she's sitting in the sauna, sauna or infrared sauna, um, activation of the parasympathetic nervous system, which we know has huge benefits. We've talked Mm -hmm. about that. 
um, increased circulation, which in and of itself, like most people just, their circulation is poor because we have a more sedentary lifestyle. Like you're not mm-hmm. getting things moving. I know this in myself, like I'm a person who'll get cold hands and feet instantaneously. So I'm like hitting mm. the jumping jacks in my place like now and then. <laughs> um, and I just feel, I do feel better when I go and I am warm. I am more relaxed. That helps my mm-hmm. digestion and better and be better in the colder months. I just feel, yeah, I think the parasympathetic has a lot to do. I think the circulation has a lot to do at my skin because I do get a good sweat on and I'm a person who has a really hard time sweating. I don't sweat easily. Mm-hmm. I can do many yoga classes and not sweat a drop. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're hard and they're hard enough for me, it's fine. Um, so I think like the benefits of hot yoga and being in a hot room are there, but maybe not linked to that word detoxification in the amount that it is weighted currently. Yeah, I, I totally so, agree with that. But it is it's sort of like one of those buzzwords that helps get people through the door in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there might be, I don't know. I think there could be some smarter ways to market it. Like I'm just not a hmm. fan of marketing something that's well, you know, you and I are both like that. We're not going to say something that we don't really mm-hmm. mean a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. there was, uh, I was looking actually at one blog post that was reviewing an infrared sauna in New York and like super trendy, like underground thing. And they, you oh, get your okay. own little pod and like you can change Ooh. all the lights. I was just trying to find more information about the sweating aspect, kind of like the detox of this, this heat, mm-hmm. um, and the like no one the the owners couldn't reference anything and they just like had all these like random oh, things man. they even interviewed them they said the most random shit <laughs> and there was just no reference i know there is there is uh research out there mm-hmm. but i think it needs to be kind of like some people need to like hunker down find some good references mm-hmm. <laughs> put that together and give people a better idea of why um because yeah maybe you're someone who can't go into the hot room and do movement that's super overwhelming there are certain contraindications like i said like blood pressure problems etc yeah um certain heats also for some people are too stressful you're not in the parasympathetic anymore and how beneficial is that like you can kind of think of it that way so okay so i can't do hot yoga can i do infrared infrared the benefits there are just it's less it's less heat to heat the tissues of your body a regular sauna is heating the air. So to, for mm-hmm. actually to heat the tissues and create sweat, the air temperature has to be a lot hotter. So that's kind of can be overwhelming for some people. Mm-hmm. Infrared's nicer because it's just, it's actually a cooler heat. It's still pretty friggin' warm, but yeah, you sweat. It just, yeah, yeah, it heats like the molecules that it touches. So the, the bench that you'll sit on is hot, but the air isn't. Your skin mm-hmm. will be hot, but the air isn't necessarily like super hot, except for the yeah. air coming off of your skin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, infrared is is usually what everyone uses in the hot yoga room. So this this actually yeah, brings good. me to like that really interesting Tom Myers thing that he said. Um, so I'm doing the Tom Myers. He's the author of Myofascial Chains, that that really wonderful book, highly recommended. Um, mm-hmm. And he does a course on yoga. You online, I think that's what it's called. Yoga like university online, yoga you online. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm taking it, and he says he's not a fan of slow yoga in a hot room um, for the reason that so 
ground substance he's a fascia guy right so ground substance is the stuff in between all the layers of fascia um and ground substance is activated um with movement so if you're not moving in a hot room all you're doing is bringing up the temperature of your um well entire body like ligaments joints the fascial wrappings everything just gets hotter but the ground substance doesn't necessarily um begin to break up and give you more movement so he actually says um that doesn't make sense to him. He would rather you be doing things like um, Ashtanga, like hardcore vinyasa in a hot room, um, because then you're hot on the inside and the outside and all the ground substance in between all the fascial layers are moving because you are physically moving very um, strongly in, in different ways. Uh, yeah. What do, you, so, what do you think of that? that? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, so from a <laughs> fascial health perspective. Yes. Yeah. That you're wanting to warm everything up to get that ground substance. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't say there's that, no, like he's definitely like coming, come, coming at it from that perspective. So I wouldn't say there's no benefit to sitting in a hot room. It's just with respect to the fascial health. So yes. He, he says you yes. want to be moving. Yeah. So just consider that peeps. But the, so the other question that I would have is, so some, I don't know if in Vancouver they do this, but we do, some studios do like a, a heated yin class. Um, so what do you think of that? Um, I think heated yin is more targeting parasympathetic nervous system. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Because I don't think it's going to be if. If your non-heated yin is still beneficial, mm. yeah, then your heated yin should be the same, if not a little more circulation. Maybe mm. your fascia is overall better, even if you're moving more. Um, but I think those long holds, like there's enough research on how your fascia and how your muscles are relax are reacting to the longer holds. Mm-hmm. those relaxation mechanisms. So I think that's more targeted to parasympathetic and some muscular stuff than, than the fascial health overall, maybe. That's yeah. take on it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, so if you are someone, a teacher that, you know, like wants to teach these different styles, I think, yeah, then you got to sort of be clear on your intention, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, like yeah. for a heated yin, then yeah, then we're going to be talking a lot more about breath and relaxation and like mindfully letting go and the themes will all revolve around that, which I, I would totally agree with that it, it is much more nervous system directed um, because you won't be getting you won't be getting all the fascia. You'll be targeting a little bit of fascia, um, which might help relax the entire body, but you won't be getting all of it. So don't even try. Right. Mm-hmm. Um uh, not not for a yin class. I think, yeah, it, there's not enough time to do the entire body. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And just from, mm-hmm. like, talking to my husband who has a stiffer body, um, he's a runner, and then he sits or stands all day for, for work, like a sedentary kind of at least eight hours a day, and then runs for an hour or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he He tells me, like, he feels better in a warmer room doing yoga, period. Yeah. So there's benefit just to knowing that about your body. You may be specifically, actually, you may not feel good in a warmer room 
doing yoga because you're tend like more flexible. You tend to flex easily or extend. Uh, it depends. On the, <laughs> now that I say that, like, yeah. I, or do I you actually, feel okay? I like vinyasa in a hot room. How hot? Like hot, hot, uh, like 37, 38 degrees Celsius. I don't know if I've ever done 37, 38. I think like 28 to 32. I'm good okay. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like kind of more considered warm, but. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you're, well, like when you say hot, usually like the rooms, usually like the studios that are like doing hot yoga, they're like mm. high 30s Celsius, yeah, a max of 40 for your Bikram. But you know, like humidity has a huge part in that too, because I swear mm-hmm. I've done some like 38, um, like the, the, the reader, the thermo- thermostat mm-hmm. says 38, but it doesn't feel 38 because there's no sweat um, yeah. and you haven't like built up that kind of, uh, I don't know, internal warmth. Um, which might yes. be a result of the vinyasa offered as well as just the lack of humidity. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 You get a room with like 60 people in it. Oh my gosh. Versus 10. Yeah. Very different. Really different. Really different <laughs> warmth there. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else here. I think we probably, um, created some questions around this whole detoxification and hot yoga conversation mm. that I hope people will will investigate more. Come back to us if you have answers or further questions. Um, and just consider, like, yeah, my, my consideration is, like, is that word detoxification appropriate? I, I, I definitely think there's benefits to heat in the body, um, mm-hmm. in the hot room, period. We could probably come up with some good references on that but right now i think there's enough literature out there if you looked into that just with respect to if you look up infrared saunas and saunas and the history of that kind of stuff like there is so much um healing benefit i think i again i don't have a reference so maybe i'm just talking shit but yeah. i've <laughs> no, like listened, I've, I've I've listened to a lot of podcasts yeah. on that and i just need to yeah. like i don't actually have a book to be like this is the book i have a couple yeah. that i'm gonna look into well we can always yeah. link the the podcast like we're not like um uh, affiliated with them but like it, they're always it's always good to like gain a little bit more knowledge and just see where people are coming from right so definitely mm-hmm. like if you could look up the podcast we'll, we'll put it down into the show notes so that yeah. people at least have somewhere to go um but i'll, yeah, I'll I, re-listen never... to it and if it's like not as great as i thought <laughs> link it so or i'll put something i'll put something that i find in there i'm like on the cusp of finding some good resources i feel like <laughs> That's so funny. Like retract your statements. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think most like, especially in like the colder climates of Canada and, you know, North America, um, hot yoga is just taken off. And I think there there is something to it. I, I don't know. It's like there's a magic to it, you know, and we don't mm-hmm. always have to know all the answers. We don't have to know why everything is the way it is. But I, I do like feel really good after certain hot yoga classes. Yeah, I enjoy more, like I started teaching more of those kind of warm temperature, like around the 30, 32 degree classes. And I love that. Like I just, mm. I, <laughs> I used to like go in and be super overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, this is uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but now I'm like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also like January. It's cold. Well, it's cold yeah. in, in Toronto. So yeah, it's, it's cold enough here. Yeah. It's so nice. 
Um, I think that's all I wanted to cover today. Yeah, I think that's good. I hope we hear mm-hmm. from some people some questions about this because I'd like to continue this conversation through a few more episodes. Um, I think we can shed light on on some more of these questions that we have mm-hmm. over yeah, time. Absolutely. Yeah. So as always, this we're on Instagram. If you guys want to follow us there, Nat and Sandy Yoga, and you can talk to us in our well through um direct message or the probably the best way for us to like really get your questions is to fill out our little contact form which will just email us directly and it comes right to us we don't have anyone in between um we'll try and answer your questions or consider topics for discussion there have a great day guys bye